Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How does a top prospect handle the pressure and expectation that comes with being an MLB top prospect? Well, I spoke about this with Red Sox number one prospect, Marcelo Meyer, in this episode of Iggy's Sports Talk. Welcome back into Iggy's Sports Talk. I am your host, Jakey Nazuski, or Iggy for short. And I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. This is your first time listening or watching Iggy's Sports Talk in each and every single episode. My goal is to help shed light on the deeper aspects of sports. I want to try and help you learn more about the person rather than the player and tell inspiring stories to help you understand how to strive for your dreams, overcome your mental health struggles, and ultimately live life to the fullest. Well, in this episode, I had the opportunity to speak with Red Sox number one prospect, Marcelo Meyer, about how he's handled the pressure of being a top prospect so far throughout his professional baseball career, what he likes to do in his off time to help him decompress after a long season, and much, much more. Now, let's get into my conversation with Red Sox number one prospect, Marcelo Meyer. Marcelo, I wanted to start off this interview sort of, there's a, there's a lot of you know, different interviews with you out there, you know, mainly just focusing on, on the on-field stuff, but what are some things that people might not know about Marcelo Meyer? Um, I mean, there's a lot. I'd say the biggest, I mean, one of the biggest ones is just my background. I'm Mexican-American. My first language ever was Spanish. You know, my mom, Mom's from Mexico. She doesn't speak very well English, so you know, back home I'm speaking pretty much all Spanish. Also, one of your relatives used to play professional baseball, right? Yeah, he did. He played a lot of years down in Mexico. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet him. I wasn't born yet, but yeah. That's cool. And and being around baseball, sort of like throughout your life, um, how have you really tried to you know look at uh, some of the people that you've emulated? I know that you were a Yankees fan growing up, and so who are some people that you you looked up to growing up? Yeah, my, my role model growing up was Derek Jeter. I love Derek Jeter, just the way he handled himself off the field. He always answered, answered the right way, was always a team player, you know, like a true captain. So, you know, just growing up, I wanted to really be like him. When in playing shortstop, did you ever uh, try to do like sort of the Jeter play that everybody knows of where, you know, you jump up and try and make an acrobatic throw over to first? Oh, all the time. I mean, even to this day, like I'll tell my coach, hit me a backhand pretty far so I can see if I can like, make the jump throw and stuff like that, just messing around. I mean, it's a game, so you know you try to have right. try to have fun with it. And but like with your batting stance, was this sort of like something where it just came to you through like hitting pra- hitting practice and everything like that, or did you? Was there any players that, especially throughout Little League, that you maybe emulated their batting stance at all? Uh, I think it just came pretty natural. But as far as like lefty swings, being a Yankee fan that I was, I emulated Robinson Cano swing. So I kind of just try to mold my swing kind of after his, and you know kind of in my own way. So my batting sense just came natural. Did you ever go to a Red Sox-Yankees game growing up? Never, never. My first time in the East Coast was, like, East, East Coast, the Northeast was probably when I got drafted. Okay, yeah, that that atmosphere is going to be insane, especially, you know, hopefully when you're on the field to experience it. Uh, But especially getting the opportunity to now play professional baseball, you know, looking back from when, when you were first drafted, is there anything that you didn't expect or that you didn't know about playing professional baseball that I guess you know now or realized? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. You sign you sign up for this not really knowing what's going to happen. I mean, it's a long season. You don't really know, you know, how to how to handle your body, how to, you know, handle things until you really go through it. So I think you just learn learn how to handle your body. You know, off days are important. You know, nutrition, all that stuff. And it's something that you don't, like I said, you don't really focus on until like you really go through it the first year and you know make adjustments. 
What adjustments did you make from your first to second year? I'd say just care, take better care of my body off the field. Obviously, I battled with some injuries year one, and I've been I worked hard this off season, you know, just to manage those things. And you know, even going into this season, I've just been managing my body really well. And especially, you know, during the off season, and is is there anything that you like to do? Uh, I guess mentally to try and help you be mentally strong, not not only on the field but off the field. Um. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just you know being consistent doing doing the work I have to do every day and that way you know like I'm not just like a roller coaster of emotions it's just you know doing my work doing everything I have to do every single day so that it's just you know creates a good routine for myself and especially with the everyday grind it's it's tough to you know dwell on you know if you have a bad game especially when you have to play the next one but how have you really tried to combat that especially when there are so many games in a season yeah you said it yourself you know it's tough sometimes just because it's hard to look at the big picture and you know, you want to perform well every day, but, you know, you just got to you, you got to really realize that you're getting four to five at bats every day. And, you know, you're going to you're going to fail. This is a game of failure. You, you, I mean, our hitting coach says all the time, you know, you sign that minor league contract, you sign to fail. So you really got to get comfortable learning how to fail. And, you know, obviously you don't want to fail, but, you know, the better you get at it and learning how to handle your emotions, the better off you're going to be. And how, how what are some things that you've done to help that failure come a little bit easier, especially as you continue to rise through the ranks? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just the biggest thing for me is just creating a life outside outside of the baseball field. I think year one, I was so, you know, I'd go back to the apartment and just think about the game, you know, look at video from the game. And, you know, I think a big adjustment this year is kind of been separating, you know, baseball from my personal life. So that way I, I'm able to take my mind off like my performance, good or bad. I think it's healthy, you know, even if you're playing well, just to get your mind off it. I think that's huge because even even some of the older guys that I've talked to, they, the biggest thing that they've said is finding your identity outside of the game. So it's not only attached to your, either your performance or what you do. And so, you know, through learning that, what are some things that you like to do uh, outside of the game to help you get your mind off of things? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big family guy. I love talking to my to my family. I talk to my parents almost every day, brother and sister as well. You know, I like talking to my friends, see how they're doing back home. Love. Love watching Netflix. Been on, been watching Entourage a lot. Um, so yeah, just watching Netflix, hanging out with my buddies here. You know, just anything, anything to really get my mind off baseball is like chill activities. And now, if you get an off day, do you go out like golfing? Or I know Nico and uh, you know Nick York are big golfing guys. Uh, do do you like to do that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'm a big golf golf guy, but more towards the off season. I usually I golf a lot during the off season, but during the season, I feel like it just takes a toll on my body. Off days, I'm trying to just chill, lay in my bed, go to the beach or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I actually golfed right, right before this, and I always say every, every hole is an experiment. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a, it's golf's a mental grind. So, you know, I try baseball is a mental grind in itself, so I try to stay away from that outside of the field. Yeah, and they, they always say, obviously, the game's 90% mental, 10% physical. And, you know, especially when you walk up to the plate, you, you see a lot of guys like J.D. Martinez or uh, Rafael Devers do sort of like breath work right before they get into the box to sort of center their mind or ground themselves. Is there anything that you do s semi-similar to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I take a deep breath. You know, I have a little routine. I do a little cross at the plate and then take a deep breath. And then that's kind of like my cue to know that I'm ready to go. And especially when, you know, the, the adrenaline's high, you know, it might be heat of the moment, big big part of the game. Uh, is there anything that you do outside of maybe, maybe like breath work or your, your typical routines to help ground yourself and not really allow the pressure to get to how you play? Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes that, that pressure will come to you a little bit. So kind of something that I do on, on the on-deck circle is just 
close my eyes, take a deep breath, and just hear everything that's going around. It makes you feel present. Like, feel your feet on the ground, feel your hands touching the bat. Like, anything you could do to, you know, make you feel present in that moment will help. I think that's huge. One thing I've honestly been doing throughout this summer is trying to go on like hikes or be out on the water to help remind remind myself that we're on a spinning rock in space and nothing really matters. Because I feel like, you know, with the, all the external stuff, it's so easy to allow it to get in your mind and to have you overthink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, especially in the off season too, like I'm big on going to the beach, chilling in the sand with my friends, just, just having a good time, just relaxing. I think that's like the best meditation for me, especially in the off season, like Sunsets, I'm always going to sunsets with my buddies, watching those. It's just, like, very good meditation. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Now, do you meditate? Other than that, not really. But So during the season, not really. But in the off-season, I do just because, you know, it's, it's fun to go to the beach. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, I was just curious. It's something that I do, you know, every morning just to ground myself and to, do, you know, breathe and, and um, not allow the external stuff to, you know, give me anxiety or anything like that. But uh, I, I bet especially once you were able to get the opportunity to play with the big league club uh, during spring training, it, it sort of felt real um, being around all the big league guys. How, how was that sort of experience for you? It was sick. It was super sick. You grow up You grow up watching these games. You grow up watching these guys on TV. And then, you know, just to be able to play in that game and, you know, be at be at short while, you know, Dahlbeck's at third or something like that with, with Chris Sale on the bump, let's say. Like, it's it's pretty cool. Now you got to face sale in, in spring training. How was that experience? I didn't face sale. No, I didn't face him. Hopefully one day, but yeah, I, I didn't face him in spring training. Now during that whole experience, I bet there was some guys who may, maybe give you a little bit of tips or, or things that maybe they learned. And I'm curious from your experience so far in the Red Sox organization, what guys have really taken you aside or, or tried to give you advice to help you out? Uh, that's a tough question. I think it's, um, I think it just depends. You know, I haven't haven't gone to uh, big league spring training camp yet, so I haven't really been able to you know experience talking to those older guys. But I think when I first got drafted, I spoke to Xander a little bit, which was pretty cool. Spoke to Devers, Verdugo, all those guys. Talked about their routine, you know, how they handle themselves. So it was a um, pretty pretty cool conversation to have. And if you're if you go back to sort of you know before you got drafted, what advice would you give to your younger self? Just keep having fun. It's a game. You know, you really have to, you know, love the game if you're going to be playing this this every single day. So I just say keep having fun, keep working hard. I mean, don't don't dwell over one bad performance because you're going to you're going to have a lot of them. So just just stay stay grounded, stay level-headed and you know everything's going to be good. Couldn't agree more. Last thing for you is, you know, we, we see a lot of times, especially with passionate sports fans, it happens a lot in Boston, uh, where they put expectations in their mind of a specific player, depending on how much money he's being paid, when he was drafted or whatever. And then if he doesn't exceed those expectations or meet them, you know, there's comments in the stands or stuff like that. And so how do you try and not allow that pressure of people's expectations to get to you? And what's your thoughts on sometimes people forgetting that the players are human beings at the end of the day as well? Yeah, I mean, to me, that's just all off-field off field talk. You know, my job as a baseball player is to go out here and do do what I can every single day to get better, and that's what I'm going to keep doing. And I think everything's going to take care of itself. So I try not to worry about, you know, what people have to say or what, what's going on, on in the social media world. So, like, my goal out there is just to get better and try to win games. Appreciate it, Marcel. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for taking the time, man. Uh, of course. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Marcelo Meyer and got a little bit more insight on him as the person and got to understand a little bit more of the deeper aspects of his game and how he handles the high pressure situations as well as blocks out some of the expectations that maybe fans in the media has of him 
of being a top prospect. But if you want to hear more episodes just like this one, I post bi-weekly over on YouTube or whatever audio platform that you listen to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Iggy Sports Talk is on all of them. And if you want to follow Iggy Sports Talk over on Instagram, it's at Iggy Sports Talk. So you can get updates on everything that is happening with the podcast. I have so many more great interviews just like this one in the vault to not only give you a little bit of a deeper lens on sports, but also to help you learn more about players like Marcelo in a little bit more of a deeper aspect, focusing on the human aspect rather than just the on-field stuff. As always, I greatly appreciate you tuning in. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you and talk to you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.